What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Night Shift. I'm your host, as always, Zach Hernandez. And today, it is actually just me. I'm riding solo on this episode. Um, I don't have a lot to talk about, just a couple of things that I do want to kind of get off my chest and, and say. Um, but I'm definitely excited because there's some big news, some big, not really news, just something big happened uh, yesterday. The 49ers are now NFC West division champs. So obviously for me as a 49er fan, that is awesome. That is great news. Um, and there's definitely a couple things about the 49ers that I do want to talk about today. So I'm here to drop an episode. I am sorry for my lack of uploading. Um, I've been, life has been getting pretty busy recently, so it's been tough to, upload super consistently i used to be right on that like every tuesday i I drop an episode but it's been kind of tough recently so i'm trying my last episode was with my uh my buddy hank and that was a really good one so if you haven't you can definitely go check that one out that was i think we took that right after brock purdy um played against the dolphins so definitely a good episode but today like i said it's just me and she's gonna have a couple of things that i want to talk about pretty much niner stuff um because it's it's very big stuff and there's a lot of questions being raised around the 49ers right now um so yeah and again i will try to start uploading more consistently especially now that football season's ramping up i mean shoot we have what three more weeks left which is sad because it's almost over what is it week 15 yeah we have like this week and then three after so what a bummer that it's almost over but this is the best part of it, especially because I'm in fantasy football playoffs in my main league. I'm in like four leagues. My main league, I'm in playoffs as the fifth seed, but I think I have one of the best teams. Uh, my second league is I'm trash. I made the playoffs as the sixth seed, but I'm going to lose. My team's not very good. Um, One of my other leagues, it was a was an auction. That's the first time I've ever done an auction, and I think my team's the best. So I'm probably gonna win that one. I made playoffs in one of my other leagues that I I made play. I made all I made playoffs in all four of my leagues, which pretty good for me. Um, I am pretty nice and fancy. Also, my fantasy basketball team with my buddies. If you're listening, I am eight and zero and about to be nine and zero. My team is unstoppable. Okay, let's hop into some 49ers stuff because it sure is juicy. There's a lot of things to talk about. So, Brock Purdy. I mean, you know, we see him playing right now, coming in, third-string quarterback, rookie quarterback, and he's playing very well. So, what is the... Okay, I'll say this. There's a very big quarterback controversy on the 49ers. Um... And it's the biggest, there's no other team right now that has a bigger quarterback controversy than the 49ers, right? This this whole quarterback situation with the Niners, just the last two seasons, pretty much ever since they drafted Trey Lance, has been crazy. And now you're throwing in another guy. As crazy as it already was, right? So let's kind of go through the timeline of this quarterback controversy in San Francisco. We all know what Jimmy Garoppolo does and doesn't. (laughs) We've seen him in the Super Bowl, choke it, you know. We've seen him win regular season games, whatever. Here we are. Jimmy Garoppolo, quarterback of the Niners. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch then go draft Trey Lance. They trade three first-round picks for Trey Lance. They sit him his entire rookie year, which I disagreed with, but whatever. They named Trey Lance the starter for this season. 
Trey Lance is the starter. He wins the job. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't even... They're, they're looking to trade him. Actively searching for a trade partner for Jimmy Garoppolo throughout the offseason. Jimmy Garoppolo isn't even practicing on the same field. He's throwing the ball off to the side. Doesn't even have the playbook. The 49ers management players, Jimmy Garoppolo, they were all under the impression that he would be somewhere else. Now they could never find a trade partner. You know, probably for two main reasons. One, his shoulder surgery. And two, he chokes in big moments. And he's just not very good. Um, Probably mostly the shoulder surgery, though, because he could go somewhere and, and play. But, you know, whatever. They never find a trade partner. So Jimmy Garoppolo is still a Niner. Everyone's kind of like, what's going to happen? News breaks, the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo restructure their contract for to go from it was like 27 or 25 million dollars to six. As a diehard Niner fan and a I don't like to call myself like a I'm not a as a Niner fan, but a guy who is anti-Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows what he brings and he and knows that it's not enough. I had very mixed emotions. Number one, I was just, I was hoping that they knew that just Trey Lance was the guy. You got to, at this point in time, you got to, you know, give the keys to Trey Lance. None of this, none of this stuff where you're bringing in Jimmy to back him up, breathe down his neck. Um, So that was one thing that was kind of nervous. But, you know, like I said, I had mixed emotions because, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's back. And I thought the Jimmy era was over, which I was very happy about. He's back. I'm like, dang, that kind of sucks. But he's making $6 million and he's a backup. So it's like, okay, $6 million for a backup, kind of a lot if you think about it. But we have the best backup in the league. And hopefully it doesn't get to the point where we have to play him because he's still a backup. But he is the best in the league. And the guys have played with him a lot before. So it's not that bad. I'm like, whatever. Trey Lance is the starter. That's all I care about right now. Fast forward week two. Kyle Shanahan, you know, runs Trey Lance into the ground. In comes backup quarterback. Sorry for the voice crack. In comes backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, against Seattle, the game he came in, he played well. Jimmy Garoppolo played fine. Then the next week against the Denver Broncos, he probably had the worst game of his career. There's one quarterback in the history of football that I know that would be the guy to throw a pick six, but also step out of bounds for a safety in the exact same play. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's the only guy that I could picture that happening to because he's just that clueless when he's on the field and he has no accuracy. So he plays bad against Denver. Then they start to get a little momentum. They beat the Rams, beat Carolina, although you should beat those two teams. I didn't think the Rams at the time, I, I was, I'm still shocked that they're so bad, although they've had a lot of injuries, but they were bad before the injuries. Pretty unexpected, right? They beat Carolina. They actually killed Carolina. Um, good, because that should have happened. And then they lost to Atlanta. Disgusting loss. Offensive genius only scored 14 points against the Falcons, and then they lost to Kansas City. Defense, you know, our defense has played phenomenal all season, so they had one bad game. Just hopefully if we meet the, uh, Kansas City in the Super Bowl, that doesn't happen again because we got very outplayed. And now you fast forward. We beat the Rams. We beat the Chargers. 
We beat the Cardinals. We beat the Saints. Four straight wins with Jimmy Garoppolo. Here we go. Week, was it uh, 13? Miami Dolphins. I'm actually at that game. I went to that game. And Jimmy Garoppolo goes down with injury. And I, I was at the game, and I actually didn't even know he got hurt. Like, I was like, when I heard, because I was like, what the heck? Because it was right in the beginning, and I heard the guy on the, just over the stadium, he's like, Brock Purdy, in that quarterback. And I was like, what What happened to Jimmy? And I checked my phone, because I was like, I never saw him get hurt. Then I saw him. So, here comes Brock Purdy. And to be honest, you know, I'm not, like, I obviously, I don't wish injury on anybody. And I don't want anybody to get injured because, you know. Just from an ethical standpoint, from a human being standpoint, you don't want to see people get hurt. Because at the end of the day, this is just a game that we care a lot about. But at the end of the day, it's a game. We don't want to see people get hurt, obviously. That's just that's no question. So I don't like to see people get hurt. However, Jimmy G getting injured, putting him to the bench and bringing up Brock Purdy may have been better for the team. Just in the grand scheme of things. Brock Purdy comes in against the Miami Dolphins, and he plays very well. Brock Purdy throws for 210 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, one interception. Passer rating, uh, QB rating of 88.8, and we won the game. And Brock Purdy essentially came into this game with a 7-0 deficit already. Because the first play of the game for the Dolphins was seven was was a touchdown to Trent Shurfield, former Niner, by the way. 7-0 right off the bat. Here comes Brock Purdy trotting in, seventh-round rookie. Last pick in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant comes in. 7-0, ends up winning this game 33-17. Brock Purdy made passes that Jimmy G just doesn't make. Brock Purdy is a playmaker. Jimmy Garoppolo gets the ball, tries to get the ball, to the playmakers, which is fine. That's the that's the beauty of this offense is the amount of playmakers that we have everywhere. We have arguably, not the, but arguably the best tight end in the game. You could say top three with George Kittle. You have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Debo Samuel overall is one of the better receivers in the NFL. Maybe not pure receiving attributes. Brandon Ayuk, very good route runner, very good pure receiver. Christian McCaffrey. We all know Christian McCaffrey. He's pretty good, isn't he? He uh, arguably the best running back in the NFL. Guys just yak monsters all over the place. We have playmakers. And like I said, that's the beauty of this offense is that you don't need a quarterback who will be the playmaker. Just somebody to get the ball to the playmakers and make the right decisions. And that was Jimmy Garoppolo, although he tried to a lot and he failed, which was why he's, which is why I wasn't a fan of him. But Brock Purdy comes in and he becomes another playmaker. He's a playmaker. He was doing things that Jimmy Garoppolo could never do. That throw to Christian McCaffrey on the left side of the field, he threw that ball opposite shoulder on the outside, right in his hands. That ball couldn't have been placed anywhere better than that exact position. Allow Christian McCaffrey to turn away from the defender, catch the ball on the outside, tiptoe, which was an insane tiptoe, that was unreal. I didn't know how. I was like, he barely got that foot in. But that play was amazing. That throw, phenomenal throw by Brock Purdy. I mean, that's just a great pass. 
I don't see Jimmy Garoppolo making that pass. Jimmy Garoppolo had the chance to make a pass like that in the Super Bowl, and he failed, which cost us the Super Bowl. <sighs> that throw was amazing. He made plays. Brock Purdy made plays. He was able... One thing that Jimmy Garoppolo can do is create or extend. Although I will say he's gotten a little bit better this season, but still overall not good at it. Brock Purdy can do that. Brock Purdy can create a play. Brock Purdy can extend a play. Rolling around, dodging linemen, finding open guys. Because at that point, it's just street football. It's just somebody get open so I can get rid of this ball because I have these people chasing me. Brock Purdy can do that. He can extend a play. Give his receivers time to get open. Jimmy Garoppolo just stands there. He like shuffles in the pocket sometimes. He like moves his feet like a, I don't even know what he does. It's so weird, but he just like starts dancing around. Not good. Not good at all, actually. Brock Purdy can extend a play. That's what the Niners were hoping to get in Trey Lance. And, and they still might. I'm not saying, I'm a, hey, I think Trey Lance can turn out to be really good. It's just, we haven't seen him yet. So this is my okay. So yeah, we win. We win the game against the Dolphins. Really good. Honestly, I don't know if I'd pick a different game to be at. Maybe the next game, <laughs> but that game was just so good. Brock Purdy's first time ever coming into an NFL game. I got to see that in person, which is really really cool. Uh, ended up winning that game. The next game against the Bucks. Here comes Brock Purdy making his first start in the NFL, going against Tom Brady, who has. It was the biggest gap in number of starts between starting quarterbacks. Brady had like th over 300. And here's Brock Purdy in his first. Brock Purdy comes in, mystery relevant, last pick in the draft, going against the greatest football player of all time, the GOAT, Tom Brady, comes in, 185 passing yards, a pair of touchdowns, no interceptions, 134 QBR. And the 35-7 to seven win. We got the ball in the end zone that game. We knew how to do it. They took Brock Purdy out of the game towards the end. They took all the starters out of the game. Rightfully so. Good call. Don't want to get him injured, especially when the rain started. Didn't want to do it too early because it is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady against a bunch of second stringers is a recipe for disaster. But they took him out at the right time. That's how good Brock Purdy played. If I were to tell you that Brock Purdy would get taken out of a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the greatest quarterback of all time, you would think it was because he sucked. Because he just wasn't doing the job. But no, he did the job so well. So well. That there was no point leaving him in there anymore. Because we were already killing him. Brock Purdy looked fantastic against the Bucs. Everybody did. Everybody looked fantastic against the Bucs on our team. The Bucs just look bad. The Bucs are a bad football team. They got no run game. They have no offense. They have no defense. Their, their play calling is not very good. I'm not a fan of the coach. Whatever. Bucks suck. Next, right? Brock Purdy looks great. So people are like, okay, you know, in man, another voice crack. Sorry about that. Jeez. And, um, you know, I don't want this to be a fluke, obviously. I want this to be the real thing. 
I don't want him to just start sucking out of nowhere. But I'm not going to get too ahead of myself because, you know, you never know. So people are like, man, what are we going to see, you know, going into Seattle? You got Mystery Relevant coming into Seattle. Away game. Division rival. Chance to clinch the division. And he comes in there and wins again. Brock Purdy is essentially 3-0. I know they don't like to count the, the Dolphins game, but let's be real. He played that game and won. He was down 7-0 when he came in, and he still won. So, Brock Purdy is 3-0. The 49ers are NFC West division champions, meaning they could lose out. Anything could happen for the rest of the regular season. They will still be division champions. They will still get at least one home game. And they might bump their way up to the second seed if Minnesota can slide. Never know. So, Brock Purdy yesterday... Thursday night football, only on four days rest. Comes in, throws 217 yards, another pair of touchdowns, 117 QBR. And you want to know probably the most important stat. Zero picks. This game and last game. In both of his starts, he's had zero picks. Not a single interception. Brock Purdy is elevating the 49ers offense. And this is the exact thing that I want to get into right here. The 49ers offense right now has never looked better in the past five seasons. This is the best that this 49ers offense has ever looked in the past like five years. I'm not talking forever. I'm not talking to Joe Montana, Jerry Rice days because I didn't even get to see that. I'm not old enough, but I'm talking in the last five, five or so years. And you want to know the funniest thing in the world about that? The the thing that just cracks me up. Guess who's not a part of it? Guess who's not a part of it? The guy who everybody said is a winner. The guy who's the quarterback of the Niners. He should be the guy. The guy who everybody overrates and thinks helps the 49ers win games. Jimmy Garoppolo. So essentially, my point this entire time is being proved correct as we speak. We are three games into the Brock Purdy era. Anything can happen. I know that, but my point this entire time, my point this entire time has been that Jimmy Garoppolo is so replaceable. He is not and has not ever been the reason that we win games. That's why I've always been hesitant to call him a winner. Everybody calls him a winner. Jimmy Garoppolo's a winner. Jimmy Garoppolo wins games. Regular season games that he almost tries to throw away, that his team has to pull him out of, that guy's a winner. If I'm being honest here, I could make a very good argument. I will make the very good argument that Jimmy Garoppolo is, in fact, a loser. He choked away a Super Bowl Arguably the worst quarterback performance in Super Bowl history. 
out of the ones I've seen, it's probably the worst. Didn't do good at all last year in the playoffs. He didn't do good at all in the playoffs last year. Going against the Cowboys, in the first half, he looked okay. And then in the second half, he just tried to throw the game away. He was the reason that we almost lost that game. Dallas was so close to coming back. We got very lucky with that where, where, where Dak ran up the middle and couldn't stop the clock. I don't that was a horrible play. I don't know what that was. But Jimmy Garoppolo was the reason that we almost that we got that the Cowboys were back in the game. Next round, Packers. I know it was snowing, so I'll give him a little bit of a of a slide, but you know, this guy's a vet. This guy is supposedly this winner. It's snowing, sure. But the defense and special teams played so ridiculously good that game that all Jimmy Garoppolo had to do was just put up a couple points, and he just couldn't do it. Everyone's like, no, you know what? To me, a winner is somebody who can do that. This veteran quarterback who's supposed to be this winner looked horrible in the playoffs. He didn't do anything. The only reason we won that game was because our defense was just ridiculous. And the special teams got a little lucky. I mean, they played well, but it was a little bit of luck involved. But sure, they played fine. I mean, they played great. And luck. That's what I'm that's what I meant to say. Pretty much defense, special teams, and a little bit of luck. But sometimes you need a little bit of luck to win a game. And Debo Samuel, too. That game he was unreal. But that's my point. Is everybody wants to sit here and say that Jimmy Garoppolo's a winner? Jimmy Garoppolo does this. Jimmy Garoppolo does that. What? A winner to me is somebody who can pull you out of that. Who's somebody that is bigger than that. The moment is never too big. Jimmy Garoppolo folds in the biggest moments, and it's so evident. It's right in front of our faces, and people still defend him. I will never understand it. We end up winning that game somehow. Like I said, the defensive special teams and Debo Samuel. We go against the Rams. Sure, Jaquaski Tart should have caught that ball. 100%. I totally agree, and I was very mad at him. That was, I mean, we pay you to make the plays, and you don't make the plays. What are you even doing here, right? He's made plays before, but that was, come on, you got to make that. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play good against the Rams at all. Even if Jaquaski Tart makes the, 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 the interception, he catches the ball, we got to go score. I think we're up by three. Right, but then what? We're just gonna give the ball back. Same exact thing. You gotta go score. Jimmy Garoppolo can't score in the big moments. We end up losing that game. We get sent home. Jimmy Garoppolo is my biggest person to blame for that. Um, and then I thought the Jimmy era was over. But okay, this is my point that I was that I've been stating. Jimmy Garoppolo is a very replaceable quarterback. Brock Purdy is doing everything that he can do and better. That's been my point this entire time. And you can't possibly disagree with that now because it is happening in front of our faces. We are watching it. We are watching my point being proven. And again, I know 
This could be some sort of little, I don't know, fluke for Brock Purdy. I don't know. Hopefully not. But my point this entire time was a lot of people can do what Jimmy Garoppolo does. Come in and try to help this team lose, but they still win anyways because they have great playmakers and they have a great defense. That's a pretty easy job to do. It's a pretty e- He's got pretty easy shoes to fill. It's a pretty easy hole to fill, Jimmy Garoppolo's. And everybody's argument was that it, they just said it wasn't. Jimmy Garoppolo's a winner. Jimmy Garoppolo, no, he's not. I'm sorry, he's not. Statistically, you want to look at how many wins he has? Whatever. But that's not going to cut it for me. We don't win because of him. We win in spite of him most of the time. Not all the time. Sometimes we just win and he just doesn't do much. He's just there, which is what I hope he, which is what I wanted him to do most of the time. But a lot of the time we're winning in spite of him. So, you know. Jimmy Garoppolo handled this entire quarterback situation and controversy with total class. And I will always applaud him for that. And Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a great teammate, a great leader, a great person. He seems like. (laughs) But I need somebody who can throw the ball. (laughs) Sorry. So, you know, I will respect you in that regard, Jimmy G. And you deserve it for that. Because a lot of quarterbacks would have been very upset with how that situation went. And you handled it with just class. But your time here should be up. Now it comes down to Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. Because Jimmy Garoppolo should never be the quarterback for the 49ers ever again. He will likely be gone this season, next season. I don't know, Houston, the Jets, the Panthers, somewhere. He's had his opportunities here, and he's and he's ruined them. He's he's destroyed his own opportunities. All he had to do, winners make the pass to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl. Winners make that pass. Losers don't. What is he? Pretty simple. It's so simple. And it's I'm just so happy that it's finally being shown to the world. I mean, it's been being shown to the world. I mean, it's it's been in front of our eyes forever, but a lot of Niner fans just weren't able to grasp the concept, I guess, because it's like, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo wins games. Oh, yeah. No, he doesn't. He gets carried to wins. He doesn't win games. He gets carried to wins. His job is so easy to do, to fill. And and and, and Brock Purdy is filling his shoes and even more shoes because he's doing better. This offense looks better than it ever has in the Jimmy Garoppolo era. Ever right now with a seventh round last pick in the draft rookie. Ever. This offense has never looked better in the last six, five years. So like I said, now it's going to come down to Trey Lance, Jimmy, uh, Trey Lance or Brock Purdy for next season. I'm excited, man. I'm a big fan of Trey Lance um, because of, you know, I don't know what he's going to look like. I have no idea. From what I've seen so far, I don't think he's looked that bad for for a rookie and somebody as raw as that. I don't think he's looked that bad. Um, the games that Brock Purdy has played, sure, yeah, Brock Purdy's looked better for sure. And at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter to me. I just want somebody who who is going to give us the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Put him out there, Kyle. That's all I care about. I just want to win a Super Bowl. 
I don't care if it's Trey Lance. I don't care. I didn't care if it was Jimmy G. I just know he couldn't. So that's why I said move on. He can't. Maybe with this team, he might have been able to. But she's not a playmaker. Brock Purdy's a playmaker, man. From what we've seen so far, it's going to come down to Trey Lance or Brock Purdy next year. They're going to have a quarterback battle, um, you know, in preseason, off in the offseason and all that. So, <sighs> excuse me, but. And, and I'm excited to see who wins it because that's going to bring the best out of both of them. And someone's going to be the quarterback one and somebody's going to probably be the backup. And I don't know who it's going to be because, I mean, if Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year with the 49ers and he keeps playing like this, I'm not talking like Jimmy Garoppolo stuff. You know, he's like helping us win games. How do you bench him? Unless Trey Lance is just looking phenomenal in, in the offseason, how do you bench Brock Purdy? I don't know if you can. But we'll see. We're not there yet. Right now, I'm just pretty much focused on we are NFC West Division champions again, which feels so great, um, especially to beat the Seahawks to do so. Um, and, you know, we are going to be a team that nobody wants to play in the playoffs. This team is looking very, very good. This defense is one of the best defenses I've ever watched outside of any any team ever. That I've seen play, this defense is amazing. Um, so you know, I'm excited for this team in the playoffs, man. I'm hoping, I'm hoping Brock Purdy keeps this level of play up. And he's got that little oblique injury, but he's got 10 days to rest. So rest up. Rest up. Get ready for who do we play? Washington. Washington's been pretty good. We got Washington, we got the Raiders, and then we got Arizona. Washington's been pretty good so far, but we're we are the better team. So let's go out there. Let's win some games. Um I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this, but this team looks very, very good. Um anyways, that's pretty much everything that I wanted to talk about. I just wanted to give a lot of opinions on on Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, all that stuff. Um, I got a couple of things I gotta do today. So today, so I gotta probably get out of here. But you know, let's let's just hope for some more Niner wins, man. We're on a what seven game win streak? That's seven or six? I think it's seven. Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seattle, with a with a with a third string rookie. With for three of those, come on now, come on now. This team's unreal. This team is unreal. So many weapons. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I really do appreciate it. Um. It would mean a lot if you could, you know, share this podcast with people. Um, let your friends know if anybody you know that likes sports, likes the Niners, wants to talk to me. You could. Oh, I, I, I am so welcoming of people to come on the show. I'd love to have more people on. Um, so just you know, let me know. Hit me on social media or email or whatever, um, and I will love to have you on my show. Uh, we could talk whatever sport. We got the World Cup coming up. Oh, real fast, I, I will say I do want to talk about um the Giants, San Francisco Giants. They signed Carlos Correa. Big time deal. Um, I'm loving that. That's just so perfect. Um, I know they paid him what 13 years, 350 million dollars. A lot of money, a lot of years. But you, it's better than just sitting on your butt and not doing anything like we always do. You gotta put money out there. You see the dog. How are you gonna compete with the Dodgers? You're just gonna keep saying that, you know, oh, it's too much money. We're gonna, we're not gonna overpay them. 
Overpay somebody. We got. We need players to beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers should keep giving. They just got. Uh, who they get? Who did they just get? Um, they just got a pitcher. Why am I blinking? Syndergaard. Yeah. So, you know, you got you got to put your money out there. We got to make some plays. But anyways, I'll talk about that probably a lot on my next one too. The, the San Francisco Giants. Um, I got some Warriors things I do want to talk about too. But I had to keep this episode quick. So yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Again, let me know if you ever want to hop on the show. Um, you know where to reach me. I'm on social media, um, on Instagram at the night shift.pod, on TikTok at the night shift pod, not Twitter at the night shift to teaser the beginning to teaser the end. Again, leave a rating if you want. A five star rating would be preferred. Um, a review. Whatever you can do on whatever platform you're listening, subscription, subscribe, let people know about the pod, because we are Dropping content as much as I can. <laughs> Maybe not a whole lot, but I'm trying. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate it. And let's watch some more Mr. Irrelevant becoming relevant. He's Mr. Relevant now. He's Mr. Relevant now. I don't know if I've seen a quarterback play this well in the 49ers. I don't know if there's ever been a three-game stretch in my lifetime of a quarterback playing this well. Prime Kaepernick was good. Other than that one year, he wasn't. But Prime Cap was good, so I'll give him that. But it's been a while since I've seen some good 49er quarterback play. Like, consistent. So, this has been great. Anyways, thank you guys for listening again. That'll be it for me. I'm out. Peace. Oh, <laughs>